Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live, where we explore today's digital revolution by speaking with business executives and thought leaders who are changing how the world lives, works, plays, learns, and dreams. Our guest today is Bruno Aziza, Group Vice President of Oracle Analytics. And this is a special episode of Cloud Wars Live brought to you by Oracle. To get started, you have had a terrific career. You've worked at some world-class companies. Tell us a little bit about what was it that drew you to Oracle and why you felt this was the right time to join in. Well, thanks for saying that, Bob. And, and I'm sure a lot of the people in your audience uh, I have connected with in the past. You're right. I've been in the business analytics world my entire career. I uh, worked with uh, very small companies in the space uh, like uh, Alpine Data Labs and SciSense and, and others that I helped uh, launch here in the U.S. and globally. I worked for mid-sized companies like Business Objects when back in the days when we bought Crystal and Acta. And then I also worked at uh, Microsoft for seven years uh, in Seattle. And I'm now back in the Silicon Valley. I just started at Oracle about seven, eight months ago. And, and the reason why I came here um, is uh, primarily, one is the, the people here. Um, TK Anon, who uh, works for Larry and, and runs this division, is, is a good friend of mine. I worked with him at, at Microsoft. And he had told me about what was going on at the company and, and uh, really showed me the products and the innovation. And uh, when I came in here to interview and, and met the rest of the team, the engineers that were focused on the next wave of analytics, particularly in the integration between AI and analytics, I was really impressed. Uh, then I talked to partners and I talked to customers and that's when kind of all the story came together as Oracle is, is uniquely positioned at the center of the database business and the application business, which are two leading businesses for, for Oracle, uh, to really can help the, the, the industry go to its next, next phase and use analytics and AI to help organizations make better decisions and, and faster. And so uh, the combination of time, you know, this is the right time for the industry to, to approach uh, the challenges we have uh, differently. Uh, the people uh, that are working on the problem, uh, are folks that I've either worked with or that I've got a lot of admiration for. And then and the technology assets that uh, Oracle bring uh, to the table uh, are tremendous. And so I, I'm really uh, excited about the opportunity to, to help this space move into its next phase. Great. Bruno, we want to understand more about what that next phase is going to involve. But, you know, just to start off, uh, what's a high level view of if I'm running, a, you know, one of your customers these days, everybody seems to be so passionate, so eager to get a better handle on analytics and the business value it can drive. Why is this the time when analytics is becoming so hot? Great question. There, there are a lot of uh, reasons for why we are where we are. If you, if you kind of deconstruct where the industry has been, the first 10 years were really about centralization and, and creation of reports and dashboard, primarily by the IT organization. That created a lot of frustration with business users who kind of rushed to solutions uh, back then that were download and, and desktop tools that would enable business users to self-serve to the information. That really created a lot of interest, a lot of attention, uh, and a great dashboards were built out of that. But around, around two years ago, the space realized that maybe the pendulum had swung a little too far, and now we had people that were playing with information that either they weren't supposed to have, and sometimes they would leave their company in, uh, with data they weren't supposed to have on their desktop, uh, or information that was inaccurate because it was misaligned. In this third phase, there's a set of trends that could really help organizations 
take advantage of the data. The first one is cloud as a disruptive uh, force. Uh, the fact that if you are not a cloud-first analytic solution, you're going to have a lot of issues with data provisioning, but also data protection, right? It's one thing to give access to people to a lot of data, but you also want to make sure they're authorized for it, and you want to make sure that you've managed that relationship between data and people themselves. The second aspect of it is now, as you start evolving the use of analytics, it's no longer just the data scientists or maybe the engineers or maybe even the business analysts that need insights in their workflow. I mean, despite all the work that we've done over the last 30 years, only 35%, 35% of employees can use the data analytics tools that have been produced for them. So we have the opportunity to break through that, the glass ceiling, and get information to business leaders, line of business application folks that are maybe in the CRM workflow, maybe in, a, in an HCM workflow, in an application workflow where you, know, you don't require now for them uh, to become business analysts, they're using an analytics uh, as part of their, uh, their, their workflow. And then here AI is a big um, role to play because as augmentation is pushing this data and these insights, it's enabling business users to have this, what we call continuous analysis uh, uh, workflow. So that's, that's what's going on. We've got a lot of interest. We've tried this business analyst kind of led motion, and now it's time to break through that by giving more information, different profiles of folks. And, and we certainly feel that Oracle, we have a differentiated approach by having, you know, I think half a billion customers and, and leading application business, it really is going to enable us to, to help all these organizations. Yeah, Bruno, that's a, a great overview of it and that, that opportunity to get more of that continuous analysis into the hands of more people, the right people, the right stuff at the right time. So when you go in and meet with a mid-sized company, a big company, who is the decision maker on you know, this sort of new wave of analytics? So the decision makers really span across three areas. If you, if you think about the chief data officer today, which they're, they're, you know, that's a job that is, is growing, they are challenged with this idea of, okay, how do I build a data strategy that makes sense, not for 2019, but a data strategy that makes sense for the next 10 years. And so certainly we work with a lot of them on architecture design, their entire environment, how they should enable and secure at the same time. We have the senior directors of business intelligence, v VP of analytics, and they are concerned with making sure analytics gets to people that can make decisions, right? The, the last thing that they want is build an army of service folks that are going to just basically be on the, an analysis treadmill. And so they have a big role to play there. And it's more of a, I would say, an implementer role. Now the cloud here helps the VP of analytics and, and the senior directors of, of uh, business intelligence because they can provision an environment a lot faster than they could in the past, right? If you think about how do I deliver an analytics solution with Oracle Analytics Cloud today, you could do this in minutes. In the past, you had to install a database and provision the data and then train people to build reports, very painful. But it also enables them to secure it, which is if I need to take off a user, I could do this almost in instantly. And then there's the technical folks that might be enterprise architects who have to think about now that you've built an information management uh, layer, if you will, how do I integrate that with the rest of my architecture? So a typical example would be how does analytics work with collaboration applications like a Slack or a Messenger, any of those? Uh, how does my application work with the entire uh, population? So for instance, Oracle Analytics 
It's the only application today that natively integrates with Slack or any messenger application that speaks 28 languages. So th that's important for those enterprise architects because they have, again, they have to engineer not just for today, but they have to engineer for where they're going. Uh, so we work across uh, all types of personas, if you will. Yeah, and Bruno, a minute ago, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, the currently a big impact of AI and that it's really going to grow. And I've read some things that you've written and you've talked about augmented yes. analytics. Tell us a little bit about that. So the trend on augmented really got, I mean, the genesis for it is we've been talking a lot about artificial intelligence and how artificial intelligence is going to impact the, the world of work, if you will. And there's a lot of fear about, will AI take my job? I think if, if you read a lot of research from Andy McAfee or Tom Davenport or some of the, the, the folks that really researched what's going on, the, the real trend is augmentation. What that means is that we are creating now software that can augment the capabilities of the people that we have working on those hard problems. It doesn't mean it replaces them, it means that it enables them to do certain things a lot faster, a lot simpler. And a great example is data preparation. Uh, today, 80% of an analyst's time is spent on preparing data. If you think about the inside pipeline, just to think that so much data, so much time is spent on just preparing, cleaning the data, it really is, is using the wrong tactics for the result. What you want to use this business analyst or this line of business person that really has uh, reporting needs, you want to just get the data to them, integrated, clean, completed, and so forth. So we have spent a lot of time making sure that AI is integrated into the analytics workflow. So when you use Oracle Analytics Cloud, for instance, you'll see that when you import data, we automatically clean the data for you. We identify what type of data it is. So if it's social security numbers, for instance, we will hide it automatically for you. I mean, we'll still give you the choice if you want to see it or not, but we'll, we'll show you on the, on the right side, you'll see all the options that we can automate for you in order to make the data ready for analysis. Uh, and that's an important step. There, there are many other examples just like that. Like for instance, now that we understand the data and its structure, we can auto-generate dashboards for you. We can suggest areas you can investigate and so forth. And all this is designed to augment the abilities of folks involved in analysis because the point of data and AI and analytics is enables us to take action faster, right? We got to stop being in love with building more beautiful dashboards. That, that's not what's driving the bottom line. It's, yeah. it's the actions of people because they have the data that is, is making results. Yeah. And you know what you just described there about that need to make better decisions more quickly on a you know, broader scale and be ready to turn that into execution. So much a part of today's, you know, digital economy. So Bruno in this, uh, again, this white hot market of analytics, how would you say, what are two or three things that allows Oracle to differentiate itself from competitors? Well, there are, there are quite a few, uh, areas, uh, of course, it wouldn't be fair to uh, take, take the rest, uh, uh, of the session here to talk about them. The, the first one is uh, augmented. We, we clearly have an advantage there. We have a lot of assets on, on artificial intelligence and, and we, we're making uh, artificial intelligence you know, applied and invisible. You see, I'm using A and, and I here. AI applied and invisible. And, and the reason for that is because it's applied to a workflow inside the application and the value of it will come to you. you you're not having to buy AI or build something that's, we are just making that available as part of the applications that uh, you're looking to, to use inside the database, 
right? So the fact that the database gets self-maintained and, and self-tune and so forth, that's a result of AI work. The fact that we can clean data, build dashboards for you, that's a result of, of AI. It's AI at work, if you will. And inside our application business, you know, with Oracle applications for applications, Oracle analytics for applications, we are making now uh, available prepackaged content automatically because we understand this data. So you have an advantage when you partner with Oracle, you have a vendor that's not a typical business intelligence vendor. We're full stack platform. Um, and, and we are in the middle of your database, your, your data needs, a lot of the corporate and data that enterprises rely on, it runs on Oracle database. And we're embedded in your applications and, and a lot of decisions uh, and, and workflows are triggered in Oracle applications today. That's why we're, we're unique for any customer, any prospect looking at, at the solution. And we, the customers we have, you know, when I, when I joined, the first thing that I did is, is, is I called our top customers, really span across small companies like ZS Wellness in the UK to some of the largest ones like Daimler-Benz or NHS and, and so forth. So, you know, the fact that we have a cloud-first and AI-first analytics platform uh, truly differentiates us from anybody else you might be looking at in the market. Yeah. So, um, Bruno, before we get, over to, uh, get to hear some more about some of the customers you're having, the, at, at Oracle, clearly one of the hot products these days, in addition to the applications you mentioned, you touch on database, but the autonomous database now, it seems to really be kicking in. What are the unique ways in which Oracle Analytics can pair up with autonomous database to do things that nobody else can do? Well, there are, there are quite a few areas. Uh, the first one, and, and maybe the obvious one, is when you are thinking about your analytics need today, if you weren't, uh, you know, choosing Oracle, the process would look something like you got to provision a database from some vendor in the cloud or on-premise. Then you got to go buy. Uh, maybe a separate analytics tool and you got to plug the, that and, and so forth. And, and those two solutions are not particularly well integrated. We have hooks in our offer where you can just deploy the autonomous data warehouse with automated uh, uh, Oracle analytics uh, solutions coming from it. And there really are two flavors of it. The first one is a horizontal approach, which will take advantage of the Oracle machine learning capabilities, the spatial capabilities that are built in inside a database and make that available to you through Oracle Analytics and you could go off and build any dashboard, any solution that you want. The second option is to go with a, a solution like Oracle Analytics for applications, which now takes Oracle Analytics and the autonomous data warehouse and couples this with your application data in order to give you prepackaged content. Now, when you do that, you gotta realize you don't really need to know where the data is, how the data is provisioned. We take care of all of that automatically, if you will, uh, for you as a customer, which is tremendous value. You know, if, if you're trying to get this from anybody else out there, uh, you're not gonna be able to match the scale and, and, and the depth of capabilities we have. You know, think about uh, other solutions that, that would require you to, to come out with an analytics solution built for application and be a lot of data extraction and, and maintenance you'd have to do. We manage the entire pipeline for you on, on the cloud and the autonomous data warehouse. So it sounds like the broadly the two sets of benefits are one, <clears throat> almost just like in a, an efficiency scale, you free up a lot of the folks from doing some relatively low level chores like the 80% of the time cleansing and prepping the data and allow them to get more out on the front end, right? Driving some additional business value. And then on the whole integration front, these things were built to work together as That's opposed to 
customer having to cobble together separate things. It's not just that you're getting it from the same vendor. It's also you are actually getting technical advantages from the integration of Autonomous Data Warehouse and the Oracle uh, Analytics Cloud. And so those are significant. You know, I think about uh, the, the issues any, any company has, right? You're talking about a small company and talking a large company today, the game is small team, big impact. How do you get to quick impact quickly with an integrated solution and the combination of the uh, autonomous data warehouse and, and Oracle Analytics will get you there faster than any other solution in the market. Yeah, and uh, I, I like what you said there two minutes ago, Bruno, about applied and invisible. That's a long way from what you said, or described the earlier scenario of the analytics treadmill. Yes, that's right. I mean, you know, uh, so much attention has been spent on serving, uh, you know, there's been really two motions, right? Either I serve the line of business folks or now I create an army of business analysts and then I ask my line of business folks to become business analysts. That motion does not work because it relies uh, on a lot of people moving a lot of data and getting a lot of training. We want to make analysis as fluid, as liquid as we can inside the enterprise. That's really the only way that we'll be able to become, you know, to help companies be, be better companies and, and, and in some way, you know, be better society as well. We're involved in quite a few uh, initiatives with uh, the WellBe uh, Association organization and, and many other nonprofits where we're trying to apply this principle to other areas that are not just the business, but also are impacting health and, 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 and climate and, and so forth. Right. So again, Bruno, it sounds like another one of your examples about that very important issue, small team, big impact. Yes. And, and you know, this is one of the trends that we see customers going through. I'll, I'll give you an example, maybe a small team you don't expect, right? The NHS, the National Health Service in the yeah. UK, is a fairly large organization. I think it's one of the top employers in the world. But when they got started with data analytics, they grappled with this issue of, well, how do we take a team of two DBAs and make that a turning point on how we use data uh, for the NHS? Well, now they have saved a billion and a half using data analytics. The chief data officer, Nina, um, has been on stage many times because she has won the uh, this year's Woman in Technology Award for not only saving the organization a lot of money, but also being able to do it with a fairly small team uh, and uh, doing fraud detection at a scale that was never done before. So that's, that's a great example of a small team, big impact uh, initiative, if you will. The company that you might think, well, they got all the resources in the world. Um, the other trend that we see with customers is this idea of uh, openness to more data, right? In order to be able to do analysis, I mean, if you think about any analysis you need to make on your, on your, daily, uh, you know, uh, on your daily decisions today, you're relying on at least five data sources, five data points to make this happen. So Scanska, which is uh, one of the largest construction companies in the world, you might have seen them where you live, um, had a large SQL Server deployment. They also had a large data set on the outside. And of course they had Oracle database and Oracle applications. He came to our Oracle Analytics Summit just about a month ago and showed how he was uh, able to reduce defects and reduce injuries uh, on a lot of those sites by using Oracle Analytics. Uh, so this is an example of how you can get information from multiple systems together so you can come out with insights. And then finally, the, the last uh, trend that, that we see customers go through is this idea of collaboration. So 
if you remember what analytics has gone through, right? We went, the second phase was really about download and desktop tools that were forcing business analysts to stay in their environment. And we, and we call that here the Las Vegas effect of business intelligence, right? What stays in your BI tool, what happens in your BI tool stays in your BI tool. And, and we don't like that because if that's the model, the only way out is hire more business analysts or data scientists or train light of business folks to become business analysts. And we don't want that. We, we want line of business analysts to be able to make uh, decisions. So Riverbed, who's another customer that came to the OA Summit, has created an application that goes beyond just a business analyst. It's using our day-by-day -day mobile application, uh, which enables salespeople to understand data off of their mobile application. Now, you know, our mobile application has not been talked a lot of uh, talked about a lot, but it's an application we rebuilt from scratch. Today, most mobile analytics applications are essentially the representation of a web dashboard this vendor has built onto your phone. That's not what we did. We understood that mobile being the next interface for most of information workers today. I mean, if you think about where you're checking most of your email, I'm, I'm willing to bet you're checking it more. Most of the time, communication occurs on your phone. Um, what we realized is, well, if we have that as a changing paradigm, we also can use the location of the phone to determine where is this person at this moment. We can use their calendar. We can use their preferences, their usage pattern to, to cater to them analysis that is really personalized for them. It's really hard to do if, if you're uh, you know, a company that has not a ton of exposure to a lot of use cases and a lot of, of enterprises, but luckily, we work with enterprises across the world. So the great example is if your data is in English, but your user is in France and they speak French, when they ask of their phone the question in French, even though the data was never in French, we'll translate that for them and we'll spit it back to them in their language of preference. We do that for 28 languages. No other vendor does that. But it's a representation of where the the, the the world of work is changing and evolving to cloud first, AI first, augmentation is tremendous. And the interface is no longer your laptop. You're trying to enable people that are on the move uh, constantly. And the machines need to serve that need a lot better. And you won't be able to do it if your approach is a download and desktop tool uh, relying on business analysts sitting in their desk. And you know, it's interesting, Bruno, what you said there, because the 28 languages, if you take that attribute and apply it back in the second generation, you know, download and desktop, some people might say, so what? It doesn't matter. But that reflects an archaic way of doing business, right? The new world is not download and desktop. It's going to be global. So you're going to need to have that, uh, that multiple effective languages. That's correct. And even if at your company, let's say the language is English, but you're looking to expand to other geographies, or, or let's say that your business relies on an ecosystem of partners and so forth, who might not speak your language? Think about how quickly we can enable that collaboration to happen if the platform enables you uh, to do that a lot faster. And that's, that's really kind of what we, we have to break through this business analyst-led model. And, and frankly, this is what's exciting here is that, you know, there are only a few companies that can enable you to do that, that understand the application environment of customers. And, and we're certainly well positioned. I mean, just this week, you know, we do this, um, this weekly uh, show, if you will, where we interview customers uh, and ask them about their best practice. And, and this week, I think we published a, the story of CISO and, and how they were able 
with just a small team to prevent fraud before it happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so how did they do that? How did they go from a standard fraud dashboard to an analytics platform that now prevents fraud before it happens? Uh, Coca-Cola, uh, they were able to determine customers who were not customers. How do you do that? Well, the power of the cloud and the ability of integrated AI inside a cloud infrastructure enables us to crunch more data, to crunch it faster for you, and to give you the information almost before you think you need it. I mean, if you think the best analytics solution is the solution that tells you something that you don't know about yourself. And if we can enable that, I think that's how we start innovating and how we start enabling our customers to innovate. So that forward look toward innovation, I think was captured by what you described, right? The state of the art for a while was fraud detection. Well, rather than just detecting it, why not prevent it as you described it? Yeah, exactly. Find it before it occurs. Identify pockets of customers even before you thought they might be customers. Uh, what are the questions you're not asking yourself that you should be asking? Sure, you can hire a team of 100 data scientists to come up with them, but the machine should be able to tell you that. And then it's up to you to determine if you want to pursue the investigation or, or not. Um, there are lots, lots of great examples. I mean, another one, I think last week, the, the video we had on uh, Daimler-Benz, for instance. Mm -hmm. Daimler um, wanted to do some segmentation and wanted to identify cars uh, and how car owners would be more likely to buy another category of cars in categories that even been matched the segmentation. One of them was a high-end uh, car type and the other one was a low-end car type. The machine basically scanned through the data and said, there is an area here of cross-sell that you could probably build a campaign on that you weren't thinking about. Um, I mean, if, if, if you're following us, you want to watch the video because Mark, who is uh, the person in charge of this initiative, not only gives you some good tips on how he did it, but he also introduces this idea that it's okay to question the machine. So again, going back to the, 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 the topic we started this with, AI and humans, you know, uh, they're not replacing each other, they're collaborating. Sometimes it can be augmented and sometimes, you know, humans have particularities of judgment that are required in order to make the machine better. So Bruno, we've seen uh, over the last few years, you know, this, uh, this extraordinary pace of modern technologies evolution, right? From not very long ago, cloud applications were, okay, they were in the cloud, but they, they weren't harnessing the full power of the cloud. If you look out a little bit, where, where do you see the analytics field headed in this environment as you've described it, cloud first, AI first? I think, you know, you know, five years ago, everybody I think was talking about cloud as it was, you know, um, a, a fad, if you will, or maybe, maybe something that uh, you were just testing on, on the side. I, I think increasingly, you know, the application business to start with, right? If you think about where are decisions being made today uh, and where are uh, your employees spending most of their time today, they're spending it in the cloud because they're most likely using a cloud-based application. And then if you look at some of the later stats in the industry, I think 87% of new database um, projects are database in the cloud. So it, it, there's a clear movement of not just users being interacting with the cloud uh, constantly, but also now all our data moving there. So, so I think what this does is it forces enterprises to think about, well, how can I get there as fast as possible, but how can I take my environment and, and, and migrate it. And there's, it's not going to be a switch. You're going to have to live in a hybrid environment 
uh, probably for a, a good amount of time. And then once you get maybe 90% in the cloud, you're probably going to have to have a hybrid environment over there as well. And so we're, we're thinking about a lot of those, those consequences, living on-prem only, living hybrid prem and cloud, and living on multiple clouds. And, and so how can, can we help you do that? And there's some clear benefits of the cloud, and you can talk about uh, you know, elasticity and, and, and cost and, and, and all that is, of course, is, is well understood. I think what people need to also understand is the relationship between your, your employees, your people, and the data. I'll give you an example. Outfront Media was a company that was planning on deploying an analytics platform using our cloud. And they were planning for their deployment over three years uh, and a certain number of people onboarding the platform. They onboarded their people three times faster than they could simply because it was a secure cloud that performed. And so if you're thinking now as a chief data officer or an enterprise architect, what are the tactics I can use in order to accelerate the path of innovation of my enterprise, of my company? You're going to want an integrated analytics platform that is cloud first. Don't fall for the old solutions that were cloudified, right? I mean, we're really truly talking about cloud first because once you're cloud first, now you have built services that are taking advantage of the cloud. So one of the functionalities that Alcoin Analytics has is the functionality explain explains able to crunch a large amount of data primarily because it's leveraging cloud uh, capabilities. And so you got to think about that as well. As you move to the cloud, it's going to be a step, but also when you get to the cloud, pick something that was cloud first. Don't go for something that was cloudified, if you will, because you might run into some surprises. Yeah, and the world's very unforgiving these days in business, right, Bruno? You, you don't have two or three years to try to play catch up. That's correct. I mean, a lot of the startups that we work with, you know, they see data and, and certainly the analytics cloud as, as a key differentiator to take on their maybe older uh, competitors. Uh, and so uh, that, that's something to watch out, uh, watch out for if, if, if you're not looking at uh, some of the solutions that we're describing here. So, uh, Bruno, a couple things here to, to be sure to touch on with you. You've talked a lot about the virtues of the cloud, and there's certainly lots of them, and you've articulated that very nicely. Is there also a cost savings opportunity with the cloud? Absolutely, and, and I think uh, that's what most people think about. And I was just with a, a customer in, in England uh, just about a, a month ago, and they were explaining to me that they moved from 1,000 users on-premise, this is a large bank, uh, to over 23,000 users in the cloud, and they save money. So more users in the cloud, uh, I mean, 20 times more, right? Um, and, and savings. And so for me, that's very encouraging. I would not let that just drive your decision um, because like I said, it's great to onboard folks. I was mentioning the Outfront um, media example, but you also have a lot more control with the cloud. Control and of course, how much capacity you give it to it, but also when users need to come off, it's a lot easier to undo that than if you had a download and desktop solution that would really put your data at risk. Yeah, perfect, Bruno. What about, uh, you know, we, we've seen the role in the emergence of the cloud, the role of partners has become so important, right? As force multipliers, what's the role of the partner community and uh, alliances and so forth with Oracle Analytics? Oh, it's, it's tremendous. You know, we've had a large amount of, of partners for, for a very long time. And I think about, 
of course, the large ones like Deloitte, PwC, and KPMG who uh, came to the Oracle Analytics Summit. And, and not only these uh, companies are, are leaders in the magic quadrant, they're leaders in their field, and certainly they have thousands of, of consultants that can help you. We also have a very large ecosystem like the Interrail and the Cubics and the large uh, practices, if you will, but specialized practice on a particular domain, I would really encourage you uh, to take a look at them. At the Oakland Lake Summit, we had about 40, I think the number was 42, 42 exact. The answer is always 42, I guess. Uh, <laughs> with 42 partners, uh, partner companies join us uh, for an afternoon of a partner advisory council at the uh, uh, Open World in San Francisco. We have 400, I think, that have signed up for an entire day of advisory council. So, so you should know that not only we rely on them to help you and train you and deploy your solutions, but we also want to get information back from them so we can build better uh, products and, and frankly, better content for you. A, a great example is it was through Deloitte that the idea of, of creating uh, Udemy courses uh, came just, uh, what was it, 90 days ago. We put two courses on uh, Udemy as of today, we have over 12,000 uh, people that have enrolled and got trained on Oracle Analytics, and, and this training is free. And so we want to participate in the ecosystem as much as you can. And, and frankly, we realize that the, the way that we can scale and help is when you don't have to go through us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bruno, last thing, want to be sure that uh, you get a chance to share how folks can find out more about what's going on. I mean, your YouTube channel seems like you're, you're telling some great stories there. Well, thanks, thanks for saying that. So there, you know, there is the oracle.com uh, forward slash business analytics. Of course, that's where all our resources are. You know, the, the various products we have and, and the tools you need there for training. I'd say if you haven't looked us up on Udemy, absolutely take a look at the free training there. It's, it's a fantastic tool to make sure your people and then yourself can build for, with, your, with your software. And then finally, I would say we want you to connect with our customers directly. And that's why we have created this uh, weekly a video program called Destination Insight, where I essentially interview uh, our customers and I ask them what they did, what they learned, uh, what are some of the, maybe the obstacles they, they had to deal with uh, and that they can share with you. So you don't have to, sh to uh, deal with those obstacles. And so that's on, on YouTube, it's, it's a great channel. And what I wanna make sure you understand is watch the video and then go on LinkedIn and reach out to that person because they are dying to tell you about their, their story. We have a very uh, engaged and buoyant, if you will, community, and we wanna make sure that they, this finds way to, to people listening here. I think those customer stories, and especially because what you've described here today, it isn't like, uh, I can buy, I'll go with Oracle Analytics because it pretty much does the same, but it's 5% less expensive. Right. right, you know, you are talking about uh, generational leaps ahead and helping companies move faster, make better decisions, deploy their resources more effectively, get the AI magic going into what they're doing, and get in line with their customers more than they've ever been able to before. That's right. I mean, these customers tell you fantastic stories about how they were enabling folks that were frankly forgotten by the analytics opportunity. I mean, you know, like I was saying earlier, this thirty-five percent. Is, is a bad number. You know, there is, we call it the silent majority. I mean, there's you get 65% of people in your enterprise that are in the dark. And so just think about that. How much more innovation, even if you can enable 10% more, how many more ideas could you get 
to win in the marketplace? Mm-hmm. And what company do you want to partner to make that happen? Uh, the competition will offer you great download and desktop tools, and they'll put beautiful dashboards in front of you that will be disconnected with the data you trust and disconnected with the application that you're using. Uh, we're here to help you if, you're, if you have applications and if you have a database. And so I think that differentiates pretty well. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Bruno, that's a wonderful story. Thanks very much for uh, making the time to, to tell what's going on at Oracle Analytics. Well, thank you, Bob, for having me. Perfect. And thanks to Oracle for sponsoring this episode of Cloud Wars Live. And especially thanks to all of you folks for watching. We'll hope you tune in again soon.